Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome back to episode 78 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name is Dusty Porter, the host of this wonderful show, where each and every week I get to interview an awesome creator like yourself and talk with them about their journey on YouTube. But before we get into any of that, I do want to remind you that this show, as always, is brought to you by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. It is a free browser plugin that is my ultimate Swiss Army knife tool that I use on my YouTube channel to help me succeed and to continue improving and to bettering myself on YouTube, uh, helping me with my brand, helping me with uh, basically able to uh, quicken up some of the processes and some of the uh, things that normally take a long time as a YouTube creator. It really speeds up the process, helps my workflow, and helps me create more quality videos at a faster pace. And if that's something that you want to do, click the link in the show notes. Go check out TubeBuddy. I promise you, you will not regret it. I do want to let you guys know that you can go over to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, leave us a review over there and we will give you a shout out on the show, whether it be positive or negative. I'm always looking for ways to improve this show and to continue building the brand and to continue building the base of creators that we have here. Uh, And if you are a new listener, don't be shy about going back and listening to the older interviews. Uh, There are some real, real gems in there and I promise you uh, it's not old content. Yes, it's old as far as the date goes, but it's still very relevant to you as a creator. So if you haven't already, go back, start on episode one, and I promise you some of those creators, it's just, it's so different. uh, It's so amazing how different and unique each and every creator is. And just when I think that I've basically talked to all the different types of creators out there, I'm surprised once again. And this week is no different with Adam um, and and, in his channel that, that he does talking about tutorials and music videos and things like that. So stick around for that interview. Go on and subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, I release a new episode every single Wednesday. Uh, And if you want to get that in your feed, hit the subscribe button. And every time I release or publish a new episode, it'll be right there mitigated in your podcast player of choice. Um, As I mentioned before, you can find us on Stitcher Radio, you can find us on iTunes, and you can find us on Google Play. So basically, wherever you may consume your podcast, we can do it there. Something I'm working on is getting the show on a new platform called Anchor. It's basically like internet radio. Um, It's a new form of podcasting and audio content, and I think it's going to be the next craze. So I definitely want to to get this podcast over there, possibly even do a live show over there one day and have some uh, some live question and answers and some some uh, you know immediate feedback from you guys. Also, you can visit our website, www.youtubecreatorshub.com. Uh, periodically, I will do Q&A episodes where I answer all of your questions. You can email me those questions, dusty at youtubecreatorshub.com. You can find the link on the side of our webpage where you can record an audio question. You can find us on Twitter at YTCreatorshub. So with all of that out of the way, let's jump into this week's conversation with Adam and Let's see the value that he brings. 
Hello and welcome to this week's conversation. I'm so excited today to be joined by Adam Pollard. He is a YouTuber, obviously, has a YouTube channel called Multiplier, Multiplier Music, and he's more than just a DJ. He's a huge personality with hands in all corners of the music industry. His comedic YouTube personality and lack of pretense is a breath of fresh air. This approach has not only created deep personal connections with his audience and community, but it's also garnered support from platforms including Beatport, Loopmasters, Splice, DJ Tech Tools, Isotope, and EDM.com. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Fantastic. Well, you reached out to me, and uh, I have a bunch of different uh, creators who reach out to me on a weekly basis, but it's very rare that I go and I get back in touch with them to have them on the show, because I have kind of a certain type of creator. I want to have someone who's kind of established, someone who's been doing things on YouTube. And when I saw your channel, you fit all of that criteria. Um, now, the name of your YouTube channel is Multiplier Sounds, but obviously it's it's just, in, in short, it's Multiplier. If you would, let our audience know a little bit more about yourself, Adam, and how you came to to become a YouTuber. Yeah, definitely. So I suppose it all started off five or six years ago. So the initial plan was I wanted to be one of those touring DJ people you see. So releasing lots of music and, and touring the world, being, the, being, being a DJ and all of that kind of fun stuff. So I, I initially started the YouTube channel as a bit of a marketing gimmick almost, because um, it was it, it, certainly five or six years ago, it was quite rare to actually do tutorials. So it's quite an easy way to attract new fans back then because you could literally not even know what you're talking about, stick a, a tutorial up and you would literally get like 10, 15,000 people sometimes like finding out about you. So it was a bit of a marketing gimmick initially. But then over the over the years, it's, it's, it's actually become my main thing so much, so much so in fact that I actually enjoy creating tutorials and creating content more so than the actual DJing side. So while it initially started off as a the bit of marketing basically it's now actually become the main like the main thing i do looking at your channel i mean obviously anyone who goes there now can tell that that you do a lot of tutorials based around something that you're very passionate about and you're very good at so when it comes to creating a tutorial like let's just take it back a little bit to when you started on youtube and you were using this solely for marketing purposes to further your djing and your i guess you would say your your business outside of youtube and the internet what have you found to be the biggest benefit as a creator now that you've you you know you've accumulated all of these tutorials on your channel? What have you found to be the biggest benefit not only to your DJing business but to you as a brand as a whole? Yeah, definitely. So it's basically it's almost like the way to so the way I, I like I like, like to look at it is it's a way of almost figuring out the dis, the the discoverability side of marketing. So by having all these different tutorials, I mean, I think I must have got maybe five or 600 videos up on YouTube now. It's like a giant net that can catch almost anyone that's involved in music production. Um, so it means I don't have to proactively go out and find potential fans or potential customers or, or, or clients. It's all it's all automated and it's all happening in the background. So even, even videos that I personally don't think are that good and I made maybe five or six years ago, they're still they're still being discovered by people and I'm still I, literally to this day I find people who have found a family through a video I made four or five years ago um that wasn't perfect but it was still a still like an automated way for them to find out about me so I mean I mean yes I think pretty much all my all my work in the music industry has come from YouTube one way or another it's a yes it's a really, really cool thing 
So I love that analogy that you used at the top of the question. When I asked you that question, you said it's kind of like a net that captures everyone in, in, in the music production industry. Maybe expound upon that a little bit. Like you're using these tutorials not only to make money off of YouTube and to kind of continue to grow your YouTube channel and brand, but your hopes, and as, as my hopes are, because your channel is very similar to mine, I do technology-based tutorials for software and hardware reviews, and my hopes is that I will capture attention of a company or a brand and they will connect with me and then we'll kind of move forward from that point. So maybe expound upon that a little bit as far as like you have all of these videos out there and, and one of the, the biggest benefits of tutorial videos, Adam, and you can kind of go off this as well, is that they're always relevant, right? Until the software changes or until the, the way to accomplish that, whatever you're getting to point A to point B, until that changes, those tutorials are going to be great, which means they're evergreen content and they're always going to be valuable. So maybe hit on the, the benefits of that as well. Definitely. So it's, it's almost like when you, the way I, li I like to look at it is when you're creating a piece of content for YouTube, um, it's almost like creating an asset, it's something that'll be working for you for years and years and years. So uh, certainly in, in the case of tutorials or even just, for, um, I mean, in some of my videos, I'm just talking about the music industry. Um, people are searching for, so let's say I'm, I'm talking about SoundCloud, for example, people will be looking at SoundCloud in the news on a, on a blog or something, but then almost like as a suggested video or something, they'll see my video of me talking about SoundCloud. Um, and yeah, the, the same applies for tutorials as well. Let me let me ask you this, Adam, also. So with your tutorials, I know how I create and produce a tutorial for myself. What is the process like of going through and creating a tutorial from start to finish? Yeah, so the it all starts with the idea. Um, I mean, I mean, there, there are different ways to actually physically create the tutorial, whether it's using ScreenFlow. Um, I mean, yeah, certainly for the Mac, ScreenFlow is the, the main way to do screen recordings. But for me, the most important thing is starting off with that idea. Um, if, if the idea is not good enough or if, if, if it's not really fully developed in your mind, then it's almost better to put off the tutorial uh, and, until the idea is a really solid thing. So the, the, way, the way I like to look at it is the you, you start with the idea, um, but then it's the, the creativity and, and the skill is really figuring out how you can translate that idea in a way that's um, not, not only valuable for the viewer, but also engaging and interesting and creative at the same time. And, and that, that's certainly been one of the main ways I've personally um, sort of stood out on YouTube is trying to combine elements of comedy and entertainment and uh, more recently creativity with the editing. Uh, whereas most people doing tutorials will simply have the idea, they'll do the screen recording, say the information, and then that's it. It's uh, not as, as as engaging as using, say, comedy or uh, some more creative filmmaking sides of things. But from the technical side of things, it's all certainly on the Mac. Pretty much everyone I've spoken to uses a piece of software called ScreenFlow. Um, it's basically the industry standard for doing screen recording. And then for the audio side of things, I use some fancy audio routing software called Audio Hijack. Uh, which basically allows me to record and process my audio, uh, record and process my audio separately, which I can then bring into the project and piece together around all the video content. You know, when you do educational videos like what you do, what I do, what a lot of other people and creators do on YouTube, the the main purpose is at the end of the video, does the does the audience know how to do what they came there to do? Like, that's how you really judge a successful and a very good and well-made video. Now, being that that is your end goal, you kind of have to balance a whole bunch of other stuff, right? Because number one, it needs to be interesting. You know, in your case, you add a little comedy to it, so you make it a little funny. It needs to stand out. It needs to be very high quality. It needs to be well produced. So 
what are you doing to make sure that your tutorial videos, that your specific educational videos stand out amongst the rest? And you touched on that a little bit, talking about your comedy uh, and doing it a little more uh, involved with the editing side of things. So what are you doing to make sure that your videos stand out amongst the rest? Because let's be honest, Adam, there's a ton of videos out there about these programs and pieces of software, and same with me, that you're doing videos on. So how, how do you make your videos stand out? It's a, it's a it's a great question to be honest and I think it's a you've almost got two sides to it so on the one hand the more broad answer would be I use uh, comedy would be the main the main differentiator for me personally um, well yes a, a few people are taking that uh, ent- entertainment route with music production tutorials now um, that's, that's only quite recently so I think pretty much I had two or three maybe even four years of being the only one on YouTube doing music production tutorials who was taking a bit of a a, a comedic slant at things. But then outside of just having a bit of a USP almost or, or a bit of a voice, it's a, for me, it's a combination of a thousand small little things, uh, whether it's being really precise with your editing um, or the way you kind of chop up your individual bits of voiceover and the way you intonate between those different chops and stuff. So it's it's, it's all these kind of little skills. So I, I feel like I'm pretty much learning a new a new specific skill every three or four days. Um, so more recently, I've been getting into the world of color grading and learning some of some of that side. But literally every three or four days or so for the last four or five years, I picked up something incredibly small. And now, well, yes, each of these little small things by themselves aren't too big of a big deal. Um, it means over time, you eventually just get much more refined as your overall um, product. So, yeah, it's a yes, yeah, so, so, so certainly having a big USP, I think is useful and and as i say for me it's comedy but apart from that it's just doing video after video after video after video and you'll find the more videos you do you just you just pick up on these tiny tiny things and i mean i not only do videos on youtube but i make tutorials for as you you said in the intro a whole bunch of different companies so i must have made two or three thousand tutorials by now and literally every two or three videos i spot something i can change whether it's um a bit a bit of uh, lighting or a bit of editing or how i set my microphone up there'll be there'll be something in there um, and yeah, the more you do it, uh, you just, you just get, just get better at those small little details. And you know, what I found Adam is the most important thing for tutorial videos and educational type videos is going to be the audio. You know what I mean? Because they have to understand if they can't understand you and hear you clearly, then it doesn't matter how good your video is. <laughs> they're not going to be able to do what they came there to do. So audio quality is indeed crucial when it comes to, I mean, it is with any type of video on YouTube, but specifically for these types of videos. Now, let's talk about your branding for a minute. So Multiplier, that is the name of your channel and kind of your brand. What have you found to be the best way to to brand yourself on YouTube? Uh, you got a picture of yourself as your profile image. All of your thumbnails seem pretty streamlined to kind of uh, to kind of stick with with the same theme there. But what are some uh, tips that you would give to those people out there looking to rebrand or brand a new YouTube channel? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question and something I think about quite often actually because I don't I don't personally, I mean I, I suppose there's two different ways of looking at it. On on the one hand, I have quite a unique and and well established brand or personality on YouTube. So there is almost like a, a voice to multiplier, um, which is almost like how a stand-up comedian is an exaggerated or a, almost like a twisted version of themselves. Uh, the multiplier you see on YouTube is a, an, an exaggerated or a twisted version of me. So I have a, a well-established like brand or, or personality, which I've developed um, piece by piece over the years. Um, but then on, on the other hand, I don't really have much of a, almost like a business brand or a logo or a 
or a visual identity, if that makes sense. So I suppose for me, the the branding that I've currently got for Multiply, which I think, um, or at least at least the part that's working, is the the voice or the the personality that I developed. Um, and I, I suppose yeah, with the thumbnails, I've got a reasonably consistent approach to thumbnails, at least now too. And that is interesting, though, that you talked about your personality as part of the brand. Maybe go and, and talk about that a little more in detail. What do you mean by that? Like you're adding the comedy, you're adding the satire, you're adding a, a little bit of, of interesting, I guess you would say, comedic value to all of your videos. So how have you branded that? Like how, how has Adam become, you know, your personality become the brand multiplier? It's, um, it's a tricky one to answer because I don't know for sure. It kind of evolved piece by piece. And it's it's a, something that quite a few people have asked me because the what 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 does sometimes happen is people will see me as multiplier on YouTube, and then they'll talk to me in real life or, or via Skype and realize it's not exactly the same person. And then they'll ask, how did the multiplier voice or personality arise? And I don't think I have a really good answer apart from I just I, I watch an awful awful lot of comedy, so I think uh, I think what happens is that over the years I end up emulating or getting inspired by bits of uh, of, of, of what other comedians are doing, whether it's uh, the way they internet their voice or the sort of words they use or or the way they kind of move about physically and stuff. So I think it's just a combination of, uh, yeah, my experiences watching uh, comedians and stuff. And then also just trying lots of stuff. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of if, if, if you're not quite sure what to do or you're not quite sure what direction to go, just simply try lots of stuff and see what sticks, see what works. I mean, I've done quite a few videos now and lots of lots of the early videos, the whole multiplier thing uh the, the, the comedy side completely failed. Um, I mean, I, I, I still get it a little bit wrong every now and then. Um, so I think personally, it's a case of, yeah, just keep keep trying lots of things and um, see, 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 see what feels right. So let's talk about your channel as a business, Adam. So what are ways that you are making money from your YouTube channel? Like, how are you monetizing your content? Yeah, so the the, the, the direct ways I'm monetizing the content are the, 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 very, uh, the normal sorts of ways you'd expect for YouTube. So there's a small amount from AdSense which are the, are the adverts, and then also, I, I suppose you might call them brand deals or, or paid feature videos. Um, so they'll be the only super direct ways I monetize the channel. Um, and, and then for reference, uh, the AdSense is only about a third or, or the quarter of the money I get from doing uh, like, like brand deals, uh, you, you might call them. But then the whole the whole YouTube thing, it's although it doesn't necessarily directly pay all my bills, um, I have I have had a, had a full-time career in the music industry for coming up to two years now, but it's all because of YouTube. So all the all, all the work I've got for clients making tutorial videos and sample packs and consulting and just all the bits of content that I, I do create in the industry, it's all come one way or the other from YouTube. So it's 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 it's, it's quite hard to really pinpoint. Uh, let's say I, I make a video, it's quite hard to put an ROI on my time for creating a video. Uh, but it's all it all feeds into the uh, everything else I do. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, actually, I forgot. I do also do um, a lot like one-to-one Skype sessions with people. So, if they're unsure about uh, technical detail in the software, or, or they just want to consult with me about the industry as a whole, uh, I, I do offer Skype sessions there, which is again maybe uh, more, more more than AdSense every month, but maybe yeah, maybe double what I get from AdSense. So it's um lots of lots of different income streams, but it's all mostly creating content. Uh, yeah, I think I think maybe if I counted it up one day. It's seven or eight different or even nine uh, different different streams. 
Yeah, one of the things that I preach on this show, Adam, and you probably would agree with me, is to definitely diversify your income streams, especially if you're looking to do this thing full time. Uh, because what happens is a lot of people begin to rely on the AdSense program because it's easy, it's convenient, and it is there. Uh, but as we found out earlier this year and, and, and late uh, last year, you know, a lot of times the AdSense program, we don't know, number one, how long it's going to be here. Uh, we don't know uh, as far as like the security of the, the advertisers that are on there, you know, it, if a bunch of big ones pull out, which like we saw uh, in, in recent history, that can definitely affect a lot of people's revenue uh, and then in turn affect their livelihood as well. So it's so important to diversify your your income streams. And one of the things that I loved about what you said was is that sometimes you have to kind of get out of your comfort zone uh, and start doing things that you never thought you would do. And I, I know for you, you're selling you know some digital products, you're doing one-on-one uh, consulting. So uh, for yourself, you've really... Uh, you know, been able to diversify your income streams. And it's really difficult, as you mentioned, Adam, to really put an ROI uh, on, on your YouTube channel as far as what it's bringing back to you. Because a lot of clients that I get don't even mention that they found me on YouTube. They'll just email me. And I assume it's either from my website or my YouTube channel. I'm not really sure. But the beautiful thing about the YouTube ecosystem, especially for the types of videos that we do, Adam, is that our videos are always working for us. Whether we're sleeping, whether we're at home, whether we're on vacation, that's the beauty of what we're doing. It's passive and you want to build up the the passive income streams and you can do that pretty easily with YouTube. Now, the next question that I want to ask you, Adam, is this. If you could go back, what is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, two, two, two things. It, it, it's, it, it's quite hard to pick one or the other. So first of all, uh, collaboration. Um, I mean, to, to, to be honest, it's the big thing I haven't done properly that I know for years I, I should, should have done more so on YouTube. Uh, as, as I'm sure you and quite a lot of the listeners know, it's the most like tried and tested, natural, organic way to grow an audience. In fact, you, you only have to think about how you last discovered one of your latest new YouTubers and there's a good chance it was from collaboration. And I've only done maybe three or four collab videos over four or five years, which is just not really do, doing things in the, in the right way. So certainly I, I wish someone had gone back in time and told me uh, build collaboration, build it systematically into how you're creating videos. And then also just simply creating more content. Um, most of the big YouTubers that are not only in the, the music production space, but just in general that I see, they all just have way, 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 way more videos than most people. I mean, like cor correlation does not equal causation. But, but there's no denying, uh, at least from my perspective, that you need to be producing tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of content. And while, yes, I've been upping my video schedule recently, so I'm up to about four videos a week now, and uh, hopefully I can keep that in a, uh, going in a sustainable way, but we'll see. Uh, when I started, it was really intermittent. Like I'd do two videos and then I'd, I'd wait two months to another video then wait four days to another video. And it was just, there was no, there was no consistency. And I also wasn't creating enough content, um, especially when I had that big opportunity because it was, as I say, e e easier back then. Um, so yeah, more, more and more content and uh, yeah, collab collaboration. So what, what have you seen to be the difference since you've gone from that sporadic upload schedule, which by the way, a lot of times I, I fail to that uh, as well, but what has been the biggest difference in your channel growth from when you went to that sporadic upload schedule to now doing three to four times per week? It's, um, 
it, it's it's quite hard to measure. I, I tried to measure it once, but I, I couldn't find a really good way to measure it because um, it, it's, it's, it's really hard whenever I look at my stats to work out if I see some growth or if I see um, the growth not accelerating, say, um, or, or, or the numbers, say, stagnating. It's, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint what the cause is. So I'm, I'm, I must admit, I'm not entirely sure, but certainly the more videos I do, um, it, it, it at least scales linearly. What, what I haven't quite figured out is whether or not um, doing, say, four videos a week or whatever um, increases growth. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it should do. I think the thing that um, I should have done also that I, I, I kind of, yeah, I'll, I'll say that again. So the thing I should have also done from an early on stage is build in a schedule. So if, 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 say, for whatever reason, I could only do two videos a month, I think it would have been better to have that scheduled out just so people knew to come find me, say, once every week or, or once every two weeks. So it's only recently that I've gone to four videos a week and I'm going to try and do them on the same days. So I'm hoping maybe uh, people just end up remembering that, say, Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays and Sundays, um, Multiply will do a video. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint precisely how much it's resulted in growth. Yeah, and having those that schedule and that consistency is one of those things to where your audience and community can know, okay, on Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, I know Multiplier is going to do a new video, which means that I can be expecting that. And, and maybe, maybe you gain more viewers on that. Again, it's hard to put numbers on that. Uh, and uh, earlier this year, Adam, I did a, I guess you'd call it an experiment, whatever you want to say. And I uploaded a video every single day. So seven days a week for 30 30 days, I did one video every day. Now, it took me a few months to, to, to get up you know, the, the videos and to batch record and do things like that. And so I went back after that month and I looked at my analytics. And honestly, there was a little bump in the analytics. But I, I think, honestly, it depends on the type of content that you create. I think the main thing that people need to gather out of this conversation is that, again, it really doesn't matter how many videos you do per week. It's just if you you need to have a schedule and stick to it. I think that's the main thing when it comes to consistency and understanding as far as how many, people ask me all the time, how many videos should I upload? How long should they be? Again, you need to test it out. You need to A-B test, figure out what works best for your channel because every content, every niche is going to be different. Now, Adam, if you could give one piece of advice to someone uh, just starting up on YouTube or someone wanting to grow their YouTube channel, what would that piece of advice be? Part of me wants to answer almost like circling back to my previous point about just make more videos than you think you maybe should do. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think that's guaranteed to work. I think the, the, the most important thing, as cliched as it is, is to like, have a purpose and have a point for w what you're doing and try and develop a voice behind that. Uh, but then also, I suppose there's quite a few things. Uh, also, I also enjoy it. I, I, I speak to quite a few people who want to start a YouTube channel who don't enjoy making videos. And I, I don't think that's always the, the greatest idea. So um, maybe yes, the just thinking, thinking a little bit on the spot. So if I if I had to give some advice to someone just starting, try and maybe f f figure out a systematic way to create videos and upload them, knowing that you can always you can always tweak the system, you can change how many times a week you'll upload or you can change change the system for creating the videos. Um, but, but having a systematic way to create the videos efficiently and create a lot of content efficiently, I think that's, I think that can certainly be helpful. But um, I, I, I think in 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 the real world, I'd, I'd probably have to consult with them specifically because, uh, yeah, I, I think some some people are d different to other people. Yeah. At
Absolutely. That is a tricky one, and it does kind of vary depending on person to person. Now, the last question that I like to ask people is this, Adam. What is next for your YouTube channel? Like, where do you see yourself, not just the short term, but long term as well? Where do you hope to take this thing with your multiplier YouTube channel? Yeah, so I'd be long, the long term plan is to continue growing, obviously, um, and, and become even more established as basically almost like a music production personality. So I'll, I'll still do tutorials, I'll, I'll still create samples, I'll still still do reviews, I'll still do uh, com- commentary on the in- in- industry, but just become even more is, is established as someone who talk, talks about the music industry and, and helps people make music. I, I think that's the almost like combining all the different things I do, it all it all basically helps people to create better electronic dance music. So as I say, whether that's providing some or, or creating samples they can use or teaching them how to use the software, um, all of that doesn't matter. It's just helping people make better music. And I think the, the long term strategy for YouTube is, yeah, just to become even more established. I mean, as I say, collaboration is one part that I, or, or one thing that I'm trying to do more of. And I have, I have a new series I've started um, doing a bit of that. So hopefully that will that'll grow and grow. So, yeah, I think the apart from just apart from just doing the same thing and doing more so i think collaboration is going to be the big uh, the big thing for me in the future Yep, it's good that you have a uh, kind of a, a focus on what you know you need to do better, and that's one thing a lot of creators don't do. If you're out there right now, you need to look at your channel, evaluate it every few months, see what you've done that's really not so good, and stop doing it, and find what you've kind of done well and improve upon that. So it's one of those important things to really know what you do well, focus on those, take those things you don't do as well, either give them to other people on your team if you have a team, if not, just try to avoid those at all costs. Now, Adam. Where can my audience find you on the internet? Yeah, so the best place will be my YouTube channel, um, which is youtube.com slash user slash multiplier sounds, I think. If, if not, not just, just typing uh, Google YouTube multiplier. Um, I do also have Facebook and Instagram um, and, and, and a website, multipliermusic.com. But for me, it all comes down to YouTube. It's where I, it's where I make all, pretty much all my content and it's how I interact with people. So yeah, I'd uh, pretty much focus your energies towards the YouTube channel. I love it. And Adam, thank you so much, not only for reaching out to me, but you know, agreeing to come on the show with me and having a conversation about your content. Um, and you know, this is really why I love doing this show is to have people like you, um, not only who listen to this podcast, but are wanting to make yourself better, are wanting to become better creators. And I think these types of conversations are the ones that are going to benefit the the creators out there the most because we're all in the trenches together. We're all trying to figure this thing out to become successful and to continue to grow and to benefit from from YouTube and, and online video and what we're doing on the internet. So Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show and we'll talk to you later. Thank you. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.